So, how does this work? You just, you just write down everything that I say? The old me would have been really interested in that. Yeah, of course. Um, my name is Serata Page, or a lot of the expedition called me Axel, on account of these. I'm a member of a group called the Entwined Form. We, well, sounds grand, but we're trying to fix the world. Uh, the remnants, they're broken, and, you know, we're trying to put them back. I'm here because uh, things went wrong. We were commissioned to do an experiment in Khan Veskal. We're trying to get Taloek, and now... Shit. I know that they're going to follow me. I know that they're going to want answers about what happened. Can you write this down? If you're reading this, and if you're the one that they've sent, this is my record. If this monk does their job right, after this I won't remember anything about what happened. I don't know who I'll be, I don't know what I'll remember, but I'll be no threat to you. I beg you to just take this book, destroy it if that's what you want, but let me live out whatever life I have left. Welcome to these Flimsy Rituals, a narrative-first role-playing podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today is Thryn Henderson. Hi, I'm Thryn, and you can find me at Theron. And Ryan Evans. Hi, I'm Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at BrainXray. And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at @tdixon, And you can follow the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. So, for this episode, we've split the party into two. We recorded another episode with Charla and Briss. I'm not sure what order they'll come out, but basically that was focusing on them and the caravan. And this episode is focusing on Belkron Vens and their adventures in eulogy. To start with, I thought we'd go over your beliefs. So, who would like to go first? I'm happy to go first. So, I've switched out some of my old beliefs and my primary current belief is um, eulogy will remember me, which I have subtitled I'm gonna burn this establishment to the ground. Um, so this might be a fun episode then. Yeah, I've got some intentions. <laughs> the second belief I have is only the outcasts can mend what's been broken, uh, which is about the parish and I guess kind of Maddie and Leaf and Cast and everyone else who kind of is just wandering around all of these weird ragtag people they've picked up along the way are, are super important somehow. And if not, we're gonna make them be. Um, and I've stuck with my story won't be told to stones, because I think that's a pretty long-term character belief for Belka. Now, I, I like that, especially with that first one, is really focusing in on this current situation. I'm extremely focused on this current <laughs> situation. <laughs> I, that's good. Yeah, it's exciting to see Belka be angry at something for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. And Vens, what are your beliefs? Have you changed any? I haven't changed any, so mine have uh, been the same for a little while now. Um, my first belief is that Vilta's parish need my help. I will avenge the Sharrow. Um, I think that one's pretty ongoing. Still helping everyone get accustomed to their new life outside of the Sharrow. My other belief is that so many lost souls with dangerous abilities, maybe I can guide them. And with more and more people popping up with weird things going on around them, I think that's <laughs> going to still be quite relevant. 
Um, and then finally, um, my long-term belief, which is I will not give my life for someone that doesn't respect the remnants, which I think has gotten me into trouble a few times now. I think it always will. Yeah, it's interesting that you're now with Belko as well, so you're kind of protecting them, which is good. So, shall we start by recapping what happened last episode? So, you both came into Eulogy, like, separately, and kind of had, like, the same journey. So, you both came in and met the monk Obil. Basically, there was a a festival happening in the town, and Obil invited you both to the festival. Um, And you both basically went, nope. We've got other business to attend to. In fairness, I didn't realise I was being invited to a festival. I thought Lentil was a person. <laughs> Lentilic. I thought Lentilic was a person. So you ended up going to the temple where you met the Obeyant Orskult, Kalsun, who is basically the leader of the monks, the Revenant Chorus, and Belka had a meeting with her, uh, which wasn't going particularly well. Uh, yeah, we, we failed to agree because I failed to roll good. <laughs> <laughs> But Vens came and saved me from very tedious bureaucratic conversations, and then something exploded? Yeah. Uh, so as like Vens kind of came into the room, and Kalsun and Vens made a deal, I think? We had our hands together. I'm going to give up some juicy memories, and they're going to help us. About memories of the scientist? Yeah, so uh, just to recap... I kind of imagine you've probably had conversations with Maddie and Kaylin, sort of off screen to get more details about them, and they've probably both got like different memories of who this person was. Her name is Serata Page, but I think like she had a nickname which was Axel, and she was a scientist looking woman who was under Khan Veska with another group, um, but she was the only one that left, and you've kind of tracked her to here. But yeah, just as you're about to make that deal, there was a loud cracking noise. And as you look up, to the roof of the building you're in, so you're in like the large dome of the library, um, you see like a crack running through all of like the paintings and mosaics that are on the roof, uh, kind of behind the Orskult. And she turns and looks at it, and then turns, looks at you both, and rushes out of the room. Do you follow her? I'm going to take a moment to check Venz is okay first, I guess. Yeah, I think Venz is fine. I think uh, Venz was probably more worried about Belka. Um, considering how they got separated by armed guards. <laughs> okay, so you walk outside the room. I think Obil is still stood there from after they like let Vens into the room and is kind of like looking round um, in deep confusion. And you see Kalsun, who's kind of at the balcony. So just to re-describe the area, the Heltic Library is kind of made up of like a large domed structure in the middle and like two wings kind of going either side of that. And you're in like the large domed structure at the minute. And Kelson is looking down over the balcony. I think it kind of goes up to, like, her shoulders, like, the railing for this, so she's kind of, like, having to lean and peer over. And she alternates between looking at downwards towards the floor and also at the ceiling. Do you go to have a look? Yeah, I think we'd be up there to see what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah, Kelson is looking down at the great floor. I think it's quite bright, like a lot of the monks' buildings. It's definitely... I think it's, like made up of tiles on the ground floor of like lots of different colours rather than a particular pattern or image. And in the middle of it is uh, like a gigantic statue, um, which is in the shape of a mountain. And it's in the shape of Karn Vers, which is like the sister mountain to Karn Veskel, and is the one that has been like split into by the Shara's path. Um, I think it kind of really strangely seems to have like a mist that kind of flows off it. 
The other two things to note in this space is there is like some stairs leading down, and there's also the main entrance into the building. And it's the main entrance that uh, Cal Sun is looking at now because two figures are walking in. Can we see them from where we are? Like what they look like? Or? Yeah, so there are two of them. Uh, one is taller than the other. Like one is sort of maybe just below like average height, and the other one is definitely well above it. It's like maybe like six foot four, something like that. And it's quite like bulky. They're both wearing like red robes uh, that you've not seen before. They're not the same as the robes for uh, the soldiers of the satrapy. These are different. And they both have on like these large gold masks. I think in the case of the really tall person, it's kind of like a half domed, like a bowl that kind of goes out as broad as their shoulders. And for the other person, it's kind of triangular. One point kind of like where their chin is, like the other two points kind of across the top of the head with like the flat edge at the top. I think that one has like some cutouts of it and you can see from here there seems to be like some catfish-like whiskers coming out of the mask and kind of moving sort of freely as, as they walk. And they walk with purpose and they seem to be heading from the main entrance uh, towards the stairway going down. And as they do, um, you see one of them, uh, the, the shorter one, their head whips round and looks directly at Vens, and he kind of stops for a moment like mid-step. And you see, um, like, Cal Sun next to you just kind of shake her head slightly, and the figure down below carries on. Vens, what did you do? I think maybe Vens, like, turns to Cal Sun and said, what's that about? Uh, Cal Sun just kind of is already, like, starting to, like, move. It's like, there is no time to explain. Obil, look after these two. And then she, like, starts stepping to, to like, follow them, I guess. Um, and then, like, pauses a couple of steps in and, like, turns to you and, like, pulls from her cape an object and passes it to you uh, to seal our deal. When this is over, we'll, we'll proceed with the trade. If you remember, like, last time we established oh, yeah, the detail. Oh, yeah, they have to give a present. Yeah, they have to give a present for, like, a, oh, yeah. a, a deal agreed on. Uh, it's like a quill. I, I think Ven's just bows his head quietly and takes it from Do you give a present in return? I'm trying to think what Ven's might have. Ah. <gasps> I know, okay. Um, Ven's like rush, ruffles through his like little pouch or whatever and um, hands his last flint hook feather to her. Aww. Okay. And she turns and rushes down the stairs and as she's going she, she shouts back, Oh Bill, look after them. Hopefully this won't be too long. And you see the two figures um, kind of like you catch a last glimpse of them heading down the stairs. Maybe like 30 seconds later, you see her crossing the floor and heading downstairs. And you both like hear a rustling behind you of like, Obil? Ah, perfect, Obil. Uh, what's down there? It, it, it's the library. The, the library proper. I, I, only us and guests are allowed down there. But we're guests, right? I think they like look between you both. I just like, I'm not going to be able to stop you, am I? Absolutely not. And like they, they kind of like rub their face. Let me come with you then. Oh, it'd be good to take someone that knows where we're going, I guess. Velka's <laughs> just gonna look at Vets and be like, "Who, who is this?" This is the very helpful person that helped me find you. Oh, helpful person who can find the people. Where is Tillabracht? Tillabracht. Yes, about this tall. Farmy, missing large quantities of memory. <laughs> the, I, the, the person that came with you? 
Yes. Not the awful one. The other one. And I think, like, they kind of shift and their demeanor, like, changes, like, just a glimmer. And they're like, I, I, I know where they are. Take, take me with you after all this is done and I'll, I'll show you the way. I just gotta get away from this place. That's reasonable. It is awful here. <laughs> I think Berka's gonna look at Venz with a, this is your puppy kind of face. Like, what, what, do we take them? I think Venz is happy. Yeah, I think he just, yeah, I guess gestures for Orbil to follow us down. I think along the way as well that um, Venz might ask about the people in the masks. I think this is like, as you're kind of going down the stairs, that they, they're agents of the Conclave. I don't know whether you might, if you didn't recognize their uniforms, you will at the very least recognize that name. So the Conclave are a faction, uh, I think called the Conclave of Sema is their full name. And they are a faction basically that tracks down and depending on the person, I guess, but they either like, stop mages or stop unraveling or they like take them and train them i think uh, belka also recognizes them as the people who caught ioff and who ioff like escaped from belka is gonna take vens by the elbow and start walking a little bit faster in the other direction like away away from them yeah <laughs> where are you going oh is tiller that way obel like nods Belka's going to very purposefully walk in front of Vens, like trying to puff their shoulders out a bit, like just be a bit bigger, kind of try and hide him. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna probably say that Vens has run into these sorts of people before. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Have you met them? I think maybe Vens just turns to Belka and says, it's going to be okay. I've, I've, I've dealt with them before. We'll, we'll make it work. Don't worry. Eric was like, the library's big. We can probably we can probably get down there without them noticing. So Obel leads you downstairs to to the ground floor of the monastery slash library, and like kind of leads you straight towards the stairs going down into like the main library itself. However, as you like you're like crossing the floor, you notice something. I think Belka might be the person who notices this. Is the statue in the centre of the room, the great mountain split in half? The fog seems to be growing heavier. I imagine the statue is m- maybe goes like nearly all the way up to like the dome ceiling. It's it's huge, and somewhere like maybe three quarters of the way up the mountain, like walking down its slope, you can see two tiny figures moving, um, and seem to be like moving as if towards your group. And as they're getting closer, like they're getting bigger in size, and you see like their form of movement. So, like, one of them seems to be, like, stat- a bunch of statues kind of reforming through the mountain, and you see, like, each one strike a pose and move as, like, this dark form kind of twists between them. And then the other one seems to be, like, a rosebush, just slowly, like a wave, kind of, like, working their way down the slope of the mountainside. And within, like, moments, they are stood before your group. Belka's gonna hug him. <laughs> Which one? Both. I've got two arms. <laughs> So just to remind people who Memento Mori are, Memento Mori are the two envoys of Doya. Memento takes the form of a statue, I think mostly made out of like grey marble. And each statue they like kind of inhabit always has like their face cracking and like a skull revealed underneath. 
And Mori appears as kind of humanoid. They like half of them like has skin and appears human. Um, but the other half of them seems to be made out of like rose bushes. And they're kind of constantly like forming and reforming as they're stood in front of you. I think Memento speaks first. Belka. And then Mori kind of answers. You have been told. T- told? You are to come with us. Doya is waiting your meeting. Oh, yes. The old lady who was rude said the mountain wanted to see me. There isn't much time. Come. And they both extend their hands. Oh, um, but my friend? Well, new friend? Acquaintance? A person who is nice and I think does not deserve it. Perhaps is having memories removed too much? And I can maybe stop the too much memory taking? Could the mountain wait a little while longer? That sounds like a manipulate. Okay. I think I'm going to go with mad. Okay. Why is that? Nothing is going quite how I wanted. The guard, whose name I forget. Uh, Aloma Labrensis? Aloma Labrensis is the worst. Wait, wait, sorry. Captain Aloma Labrensis. Captain Aloma Labrensis is the absolute worst. Yes, he, he is. And I had to spend quite a long time with him. And then I got here and tried to be, I think, quite reasonable. And it was all rules this, rules that, no, we won't help your friend. And then this nice building got broken. Now my two friends want me to abandon my immediate goals to go and talk to a mountain for some reason, which no one has explained to me personally. So I think it's all just a bit frustrating. And that feels like it would fall under mad. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's a six. So I think um, I think Memento reforms and is facing away from Belka, and is now like a statue on their knees facing at Venz, and like Mori kind of like steps forward to look at Venz as well, and Memento says, "You have so little," and Mori answers, "Time left, but you will do. Come, our remnant needs you." <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Uh, oh dear oh Oh, no oh friends oh i don't know if you could say no to a remnant what what are your beliefs again oh i do like remnants (laughs) (laughs) but also vilta's parish need your help oh they do okay I think while Venz is paralysed with indecision, Belka probably has, even though they really like Memento Mori, kind of like straightened up at this and just quite sharply said, no, you can't have him. I'm using him. (laughs) Is this a bond? Maybe. Is this like, is this you using a bond on Venz to get Venz to stay? I mean, it depends how much Venz look like he's going to leave. Yeah. He's incredibly tempted. I mean, you know, not that he's suddenly over the shadow, but he uh he's missing that that power. I'm gonna use a bond then. So just to go over the demand action move, which is what you're using. When you demand action from someone you have a bond with, if they do it, erase one bond for each thing asked. If they don't do it they'll have to stand firm. 
Yeah, I'm going to plant myself between Memento Mori and Venz, cross my arms, and declare that they they can't take him. Because I quite need him, actually. I think Obel is just in the background looking extremely nervous about all of this. I don't think Venz is going to challenge it. Like, he knows that he needs to help Belka. But I think he's going to, like, <laughs> lean around Belka, just, like, <laughs> say... I'm with this one right now, but can we do that later? There is no later. And they just, as fast as they came down the mountain, like kind of almost like reverse up it, like twice as fast. And kind of in their place where they were stood is like a fallen statue covered in roses. Well, that didn't go how I wanted it to. When it comes to remnants, everything is a little... Dramatic? I suppose you could say dramatic. I think that was over. Um, sh- shall we? Before we go, I think Belka is going to pet the fallen statue and say very quietly, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you go under- underground? Let's. God, I really want to go see this mountain. That was the worst possible time. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you could have. But Tilla. I know. Okay, so I think as you're heading down to, like, the actual library proper, like, there is more shaking and cracking of, like, the great dome above you. Something is happening underground, and you're not sure what, but it doesn't seem good. And I'm just going to put you onto a new map. Ooh. Because this is the underlibrary. The underlibrary? It looks like one of those German mechanical car parks. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) So under, like, the library, it kind of continues in, like, the same circular pattern. And I think it's like a great spiral staircase that works its way down, like, layer by layer. Like, through the middle is, like, a great hole. So you can, like, look down from the arched columns that kind of edge the staircase um, all the way down into the blackness. I think, like, in my mind, I've kind of got, like, the well at, like, Sintra for this, if you wanted to the Google that. The one in Portugal. Yeah, the one in Portugal. There's kind of, like, just a big well with, like, a spiral staircase and, like, windows. And, like, as you work your way down, there seems to be, like, on the other side, like, away from the well, like, doorways and archways out um, into, like, different rooms. And I think they're quiet now, but the first few doors or, like, first few rooms that you seem to pass uh, seem to be filled with rows and rows of desks. Like, like, small wooden desks, and they seem to have, like, pots of ink at them, and, like, each one has, like, space for, like, a person to work. I think Obel lets out a big sign, like, trust me to end up down here in Lentilic. Parker's going to do a big stage with bit of ends and go, What's Lentilic? Does Obel hair? I imagine so. Yeah. So I think the thing I was going to say first is, like, this sort of space probably feels very familiar to Belka. Yep, Belka's not happy. Like, um, it's very obvious to you, like, these are basically scribing rooms. Mm. Like, where the monks will copy the books. I think Obel turns around and goes, Lentilic, it's... It's the great festival for the new year. Oh, happy new year. Thank you, happy new year too. Like, n- no one said that to me today yet. I'm sorry I said it to you in a word tomb. And then pat them on the shoulder. I-, I think like as you're walking downstairs, they kind of start giving you this great explanation of what Langtillic is. And like all of their favourite <laughs> bits. Like, oh yeah, and everyone comes and like great teams go out to find graves. And we have to cut back the, the forest to a certain length, according to Doya. And all of the graves that don't have, like, dates written on, like, this is the annual time we put flowers on them, and, like, everyone comes here. 
and there's a big feast in the evening and yeah like there's just just keep stalking just solid like lentilic facts and they continue to lead you down and i think as you're going down you can hear sounds of shouting from coming like lower down the well something is happening deeper in the library let's pick up the pace a bit shall we yeah as we're like going can we ask Orbit if they know what's happening like what's the noise what's causing it I I have no idea. I first the soldiers turn up. Now they say we might be under attack. I'm not sure. Good, perfect. And I think like at this moment is when uh, when a soldier steps out in front of you, um, and you don't recognise the person, but you recognise like their uniform. They seem to be one of the satrapy soldiers. Do they look like they're trying to stop us? E- I think they see you. And they're trying to work out whether to stop you. I'm just going to keep walking. going to try a breeze on past tactic. Look like I'm allowed to be here. Yeah, walking with purpose. Walking with purpose. I think like you, you brush past and you hear like a shout behind you like, Wait, who are you? Are you, are you monks? Yeah, I'm off to pray. <laughs> <laughs> Obil, like loudly in your ear, like doing like a whisper like, The prayer rooms are upstairs. Shh. Quiet, Ovil. <laughs> um, and I think if you glance back, you'd see the soldier look very, very nervous. I think one thing you'd notice about the uniform is it like seems to be covered with like dust. And they ponder for a moment, like chasing you down or catching up with you, and then like a look of recognition like passes their face, and they decide they just want to be out of this place and continue going upstairs. Well, that fills me with confidence. All right, then, Vens, let's go pray. So you continue walking downstairs, and Obil starts testing doors and looking in. And they, they will, like, open a door, look in, and go, no, no, no. And then they'll, they'll look in another door, look, and look in, and be like, no, mm. I think Vens sees this and goes, have you been down here before, Obil? <laughs> uh, y- yes, like, not, not on these floors, though. Well, I've been on these floors, just not really... I always get lost around here. But our friend is down here. You're maybe like three or four floors down at the moment. And Obil like glances down the well a little bit. It's like, yeah, some somewhere. Is there a way to speed this process up? Um. Well, we could all try doors. <laughs> all right, fine. Scooby doing it. It is. Scooby doing it. It is. Hope you're ready for a uh, a montage. <laughs> Yeah, let's scoob it. Okay, um, pick one of the rooms, I guess. You're, you're near the top, I think. Like, so one of the top, like, three floors. Okay, Vens is going to go first. I would like third from the top on the left. This one? Yes. Sorry, I forgot that I can actually click on things. <laughs> <laughs> so so what does this look like? Is, is Vens just going, let's... I think Ovil's like, oh yeah, we can all look, right? Are you, how, what does Vens say to that? <laughs> Vens just is, um, like, yeah, okay. And um, I th- I think he's just going to assume that, like, all the rooms are, like, the ones he's seen already, just, like, big empty rooms with desks in or, like, other libraries and just opens the door and stands in the doorway as if he's entering the room. He doesn't spend a lot of time indoors, in fairness. He doesn't uh, know. Yeah. Which way are you facing, like, into the room or, like, towards Belka and Obil? 
into the room, definitely, just like opening the door and stepping in. You, you walk straight into the room, and inside that room are three figures. Um, it seems to be like a room that is a lot smaller than the ones you've been to. It appears to be some kind of office, uh, but it's still like very big. Uh, it has like a grand desk and some like other doors like leading off behind it, like that are closed. And there are three figures in this office space. You recognize Captain Aloma Laurentis, <gasps> who is like stood against one of the walls, and like he kind of like instantly leaps up to attention as you walk in and like grabs their halberd. You recognize sat one side of the desk on like the side closest to you with like their back turned to you is Tilla. And they appear to be talking to a person. That person is a woman who appears to be like around her fifties. She is tall and has a thin, sharp face. And she has like grave dusted skin and thin pitch black hair that grows in a short brocade. Her neck is kind of wrinkled and a little bit flabby. It looks a little bit like almost like a turkey's neck. And there almost seems to be like a little stutter in her movements, almost as if she's got like a little trail following her. Like there are two of her, like millimeters apart. And the moment you walk in, like her eyes just snap at you and she like kind of stands up. What's the meaning of this? How did we nail it on the first go? That was amazing door skills, Vens. Vens, did you find them? <laughs> I think Vens is like fixed on what's going on in the room at the moment and uh, maybe like raises his arms up a little bit to be like, oh, uh, I, I didn't think you'd all be in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Captain Lyman Labrantis has now stepped, so he's like halfway in the middle of the room and he's got like his halberd lowered at you. These are some of the miscreants that, that we met out in the woods. They were with Tiller. And then like looks back and goes, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with them. Give Tilla back, please. Is that what Belka says? Yeah, I mean, I guess Belka is still out in the hall, so just kind of hollering over Vance's <laughs> shoulder. Um, Aloma, like, looks you in the eyes. Vance is like, leave now, or you will regret it. Vance, we regret lots of things. It's fine. I think Vance looks at Aloma and just says, call me a miscreant again, and you will regret it. Um, Aloma says, miscreant. <laughs> And, like, swings his halberd towards you. What do you do? Like, I think it's, like, the blunt end. I'm weaving! Can you weave a spell this fast? I think if it's something that's not very... It's not going to be much, it's just going to be enough to either knock a loomer on their ass, or just something to maybe, like, knock them off balance sort of thing. So very similar to some of, like, the Sharrow-style weaving that you did? Yeah, I mean, well, that's what... Venz is most familiar with still. Even though everything is wild now, he's still going to be trying to do similar things to what he's been doing in the Sharrow. Okay. Since he basically just goaded Aloma, I think he's probably feeling quite powerful in this moment. So when you use spirit to weave spells, say what you want to achieve. Choose tags according to your bond with remnants. You don't have one. So in that case... In that case, what it means is, on a hit, I have to choose at least one of the effects, even if I roll a 10+. plus. Yeah, you choose, like, an additional effect. I choose an additional effect, yeah. So, on 7 to 9, I'd normally pick 2, but because I'm not bonded with a remnant at the moment, that would be 3, and if I rolled a 10+, plus, then it would just be 1. And are you just trying to affect Aloma? Yeah. I want to show, show him that I mean business and I'm... You know, not going to get pushed around by him. 
Okay, so I think this is going to be one spirit. Oh, we done it. We got a nine. Nice. Okay, so on a nine you do it, but you get to pick three from that list. So you take one more harm or wear, you unravel, the spell has side effects, or the tagged remnant calls in a bond, or gains a bond on you. Hmm, that last one doesn't... Yeah. I guess that last one would be Doya. What, just because I'm in their territory? Yeah, I think because you're in their territory it'd be something to do with Doya. I am going to... I don't want... I really don't want the spell to have side effects in this moment because I don't want <laughs> to escalate the situation any more than it already is. Okay, you're just trying to, like, take a Loma out of the fight? Yeah, and maybe just embarrassing him into, like, standing down. So I'm actually going to take the other three, which is uh, take one more harm away. I unravel a little bit, and the tagged remnant calls in a bond or gains a bond on me. Um, I think you go to weave your spell, and you feel like the energy that you normally draw upon just isn't quite there. Like, there's a split second where you're worried, you see this, you see a Loma's weapon sweeping towards you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And then all of a sudden, there is power. And I think it's the power of Doya. They lend a little bit of their power to you, and I'm trying to think. It doesn't have have side effects, so I think it just knocks them down as you intended. Um, but Doya has a bond on you. They were there in the moment when you needed them. So you want like a Loma to go sliding across the room? Is that what your aim is? Yeah, I basically want to knock him onto his butt and then have him slide away and be embarrassed about it. I think that's what happens. I think it's like a little bit like that scene in Lord of the Rings where like Saruman and Gandalf are fighting <laughs> and like he not only just like lands on the floor, he like has like this like supernatural kind of slide across the floor. And I think his halberd goes a different direction as well. Yeah, mm. that sounds good. I think his halberd goes to go a different direction, but you notice that like it seems to be attached to him by like some kind of like pipe. It's like a pipe that runs into like a bracer on his arm. But it's definitely out of his grip. So the other two, you take one more harm or where? I think I would say take a little bit of harm. Like, I don't know how close he was to hit me with the halberd. Maybe it did connect a little bit. Yep, okay. And then the unravelling. It's been a while. Have you done the recall the first time you learn of your powers one? No, that's where we're at. And that's the only choice you've got left? Yes, it is. So recall the first time you learned of your powers. How did it make you feel? Clear all spikes in that state. Well, I think as for a lot of people, I think it definitely would have made a young Vens feel quite scared, you know? I think that actually the time that I learnt of the powers was a... I think it hurt somebody that Vens didn't intend for it to happen, you know? And so Vens was scared to use those, use those abilities for a long time, even... Whilst having that training, you know. And who did you hurt? I think it was like another kid in the village. Somebody that Vens would have been out playing with almost, I think. Someone that you liked or like a bully? I think it was someone that Vens liked. I don't think Vens was much of a fighter when he was young. Wouldn't have used, well, wouldn't have been trying to stand up to a bully or anything. And was it like a case of like, an emotion got too strong, or did you just do something accidentally? I think it was definitely just accidental. You know, when kids are playing, I guess sometimes they do get a bit too worked up sometimes. I think it all 
got pushed into one moment and something happened. You know, when you are kids and you're trying to imagine that you can do something, but, like, imagine if that actually happened and then you've got to deal with the consequences. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what if the stick actually is a sword? Yeah. And did other people find out? Was it, like, a Charla moment? Where, like, this was in front of other people? Or did you manage to keep it secret for a while? I think what might have happened is that Fens would have told his parents what actually happened, and that's how he ended up being taken away for training. So his parents gave, or like, took him away? Not took him away, but like, called on the people who do the training to take Vens away from the village, to see if they could help help him, I guess. I guess that wasn't the conclave in this situation, but you probably heard of them later? Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was a conclave. So yeah, maybe there's a character I've got who's kind of like a snarl who maybe fits here. Is maybe who they took you to. Her name is Ferox Erstrate. Maybe we'll find out a little bit more about later, but would have been a person that could have trained someone like you. Yeah, yeah. I think we've spoken about this before off, off mic, but yeah. Okay. So I'm clearing all my spikes in Scared. So what does this look like in the moment? Why are you recalling that are you like having a moment where you flash back or does is this a thing that like doya learns i think that in the moment of obviously using power to protect myself that maybe it is a flashback to that maybe it's something similar to the accident or whatever happened you know pushing somebody away like that maybe that's what brought it all back to vens in that moment i think it's like a sudden shock and like he feels that for a moment and maybe, you know, he's got his adrenaline going sort of thing. So, Belka, I think from, like, outside, you you see, like, Ven step in and you see Aloma swing his halberd towards Ven and, like, then go flying across the room, falling flat onto, like, their butt. And th- there's a gap in, um, if you want to take it, to, to the desk. Where, like, Axenius, uh, who is the character behind it, is kind of stood, like, looking at what's going on, like, a little bit panicked, and Tiller is, like, tied to the chair. I think between them, there is, like, a book that Axenius seems to have been writing in. I really wish I had a knife. <laughs> that have been so useful. What for? Tiller's tied to a chair. Oh, I mean, you could have a knife. Even if it's not a combat one, you could have, like... I probably have, like, a like a pocket camping knife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that'll have to do. Use your horns. I did think about that, but I don't want to skewer Tiller. <laughs> Try, like, leave my horns under some rope. So, so what are you doing? I'm gonna go and try and cut Tiller free. Okay, so you kind of, like, walk towards, like, where Tiller is tied up, and you're pulling out a knife, did you say? Yeah. The world's tiniest knife. Tiller is starting to struggle in their chair and is kind of like trying to like look around at you, but doesn't quite know what's going on behind them. And I think as you're walking towards the, the monk, uh, whose name is the judgmental observer Axenius, um, mm-hmm. she kind of like stands at her full height and just like looks at you and goes, stop. I'm going to stand at my full height and look at her and say no. <laughs> Are you going to keep going towards Tiller? Absolutely, yeah. This sounds like maybe a seize by force. Yep. Is that the name of the move? I think it is. Make a show of strength, that's what I mean. So when you make a show of strength to get what you want and you're prepared to use it, you're prepared to use it? Uh, yep. Roll. 
On a 10+, plus, they make you carry out your threat or back down their choice. On a 79, they pick one. So what is your threat? Like, what will you do if they don't back down? I'm going to headbutt them, which from Belka is no, f- no fun at all. Yes, I can imagine. Belka <laughs> doesn't need weapons. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I think there's going to be a very sort of threatening tilt of the head. I think the intention is quite clear, like, if you stand in my way. I'm not going to stab you with this tiny knife because that's not going to do anything, but I, I will ram you. <laughs> Over the desk. Yeah. Okay. Just just a cut to, like, Obel's face outside the room, looking rather panicked right now. Oh, poor Obel, what a day. I think I'm probably feeling... Hmm. I was going to say powerful, but actually I think more than anything, Belka would be feeling sad. Tilla is obviously going through a really horrible situation and doesn't even really understand what's happening. Mm. And also, we are in the word tomb, which is like... Not a place that Belka likes. Not a place... I mean, it's probably not a place anyone particularly likes to be. It seems quite depressing. But yeah, Belka especially is kind of filled with all these sad, nostalgic, homesickness thoughts all lumped in with like, oh, but I can't go home because it's terrible and they hate me there. (laughs) And they wrote me down, so I'm not real anymore. And so maybe that's bad too. Oh no. That is a nine. That is a nine. So on a seven to nine, they either remove themselves as a threat, they offer you the tributes they think you want, they attempt to remove you as a threat, they entrench their position. Um, Actually, I think what happens is Axenius smiles and suddenly like rushes towards you, and they rush right through the desk. Oh, that's unusual. And and you see as they do it, like they bring their arms like forward to to like hold you, like kind of like by on your tunic, by like where your shoulders are, and you see like the arms lag behind them, and they start like pushing you back towards like the door. What do you do, Vens? I think Vens would be coming over to try and get them off, trying to grab hold of them by the shoulder. You're just trying to grapple them away. Yeah, maybe just. Well, push them away or, like, grab them by the shoulder and, like, yank them off. So that sounds like a used force. It sure does. So how are you feeling right now, Vens? Aloma is on the floor. You've seen this person just skip through a desk and just start pushing Belka away. I think Tiller is still in the chair. I think Vens is angry, almost in the sense that somebody would even dare touch Belka. Yes, Vens. So he's going to try and come over there and yank them off. How dare they do this? How dare they? How dare they? Do they know who I am? Ooh. Ooh, dear. That is a five. I can't help you, mate. My bond's not going to do it. I mean, it's all right. I was trying to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is like a moment where we learn more about how ghosts work in the setting. I think because they are like, grabbing Belka, like, they can definitely be grabbed back. I think you managed to grab, like, this monk by her robes, and you, like, pull her off Belka. But I think what you do is you grab her, and you grab one version of her. This version of her kind of pulls out of, like, the ghost that it was shadowing. And and you, like, pull her away, but, like, the ghost that was pushing Belka continues to push Belka forward and pushes them towards the corridor and towards, like, one of the holes in, like, the wall of the well. What do you do, Belka? 
I'm not having this. I'm not falling down a big hole. Ugh. Can't headbutt a ghost. Well, I suppose I can, but... A detail that I kind of forgot earlier, but is like kind of important to the whole space, is there are like great chains that kind of go all the way around the rooms and the corridors and kind of hang down the well as well. Oh, that's extremely that's helpful. Yeah, um, I would like to grab a large chain. And you're trying to use this to like stop yourself from moving and break free? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess it's up to you. Do you want this to be a tempt fate or use force? Are you trying to hurt them? I think this or is just... a tempt fate. Okay. Like, I'm not trying to hurt them, and I'm probably not grabbing particularly well. It's a bit of a... Oh, look, a thing! And how is Belka feeling? This is a scared roll, I think. Okay. That that person just turned into two people and tried to push me down a big hole. Oh my god. It has not been your night. That's a three. At least you gain experience for falling down a hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so tempt fate is when you tempt fate roll. On a templus you do it. On a sometime you do it. But there's a cost. The fate offers a worse outcome, hard bargain, or an ugly choice. But in this case, you failed. So I think you, you get pushed down the hole. I think, like... Okay. Obil sort of, like, manages to, like, jump to one side. And the spirit just kind of carries you across like the floor of this office room into the corridor and like as you stand over the edge of the wall just like pushes. Okay. And you feel yourself falling. Okay. And luckily for you, I don't think you fall far. I think you like land in like a tangle of chains. Oh. Ow. Half suspended over the well. But you are now like a few floors down. Oh dear. Can I get back to the solid ground? Yeah, you could climb across these chains back into, like, the stairway. Yep. Let's do that, then. I think you maybe take, like, one wound as well, or one harm. That makes sense. So I am lightly wounded. So, yeah, um, you clamber across the chains, like, back into the corridor. As you get back, you're kind of a little unsure about where you are in relation to, like, where you fell from. You notice a couple of things, though. One is that the doors around here... I don't think the doors are, like, the more archways. And, like, all around you, like, all of the entrances seem to lead into, like, a vast library. Like, rows and rows of, like, dusty bookcases uh, filled with, like, tomes. And in, in like, my mind, they look like a chained library. Mm-hmm. Like, lots of books chained onto the bookcases themselves. But also, like, in the way it was upstairs, like, a lot of these chains seem to run across the ceiling for some reason. As if, like, mm. there's a great pulley system. And, like, going down, uh, you can hear... Closer to you now, the sounds of like this rumbling and the shouting. Oh, I I want to go down, but I feel like probably shouldn't just abandon Venz and Tilla. I should no, I should go back up and help my friends. Forget about Orbil. Let's go back over to Venz and Tilla, maybe. So you're in this room. I, I think this is the moment where like you're kind of holding this copy of Exenius, and you see. The other version of her, like, rush Belka to, like, the edge of the well and, like, throw them down. What are you doing? So I think that Venz realises that they're a spirit, and thankfully Venz is actually quite good against spirits. You've got, like, a move, right? Yes, I do. Uh, Venz can drain spirit. Okay. Um, so how does this work? When you drain spirit from another to heal your wear or weave into spells, roll. 
on a 10 plus pick 2, on a 7 to 9 pick 1. You control how much spirit you take, inflicting wear 1 for 1. You keep your talents hidden. You don't mark the state your target was feeling. 1 for 1 for each wear inflicted. Okay. And how are you feeling right now as you roll it? Uh, incredibly angry. You just I've just seen this spirit push Belker into a well, and you're damn right I'm angry at this, this ghost for <laughs> treating my friend like that. I think Venz like looks looks at this spirit and goes, "You don't know what you're dealing with," and starts to like whilst grappling onto the spirit, start trying to drain from it. Okay. Ooh. We got it, lads. We got a seven. <sighs> Close. God bless you, Vans. Okay, so on a seven, you get to pick one. So do you control how much spirit you take? Do you keep your talents hidden? Do you mark the state that your target was feeling? I'm going to control how much spirit I take. So this person... Well, how much do you want to take? I imagine this person could give you up to three, and three would kill them. I think I'm going to do this more as a warning. I don't want to just straight up kill them, regardless of that they've attacked me and just done that to Belker. So I'm going to probably go for two to just leave them quite weakened, I guess. That makes sense. I think they're also feeling, like, mad. Okay. So you'd mark that twice. Okay. And then the other thing is that your abilities are noticed, right? Yeah. Yeah, it says keep your towns hidden, so I guess Aloma notices, or... Bill. I mean, I guess, yeah, everyone in this room notices. And I think we also get a shot of another character noticing. And I think it was one of the two people that walked in earlier. Uh, the one with like the triangular helmet and like the catfish-like whiskers. You see their whiskers like snap to attention. Like this isn't in the same room, this is like in a different space. But you see them like turn and begin walking up some stairs. Good thing I banked this extra spirit for some spells later. <laughs> oh no, I'm down those stairs. You might need it. Yeah, I think Belka, like, you are probably the person that sees this. You, As you're, like, stood in the stairway, you, you hear coming from, like, slightly above you the sound of heavy boots on stone. And you see this character, like, step out from the library and start heading up the stairs. Do you duck to hide? Uh, no, I'm also going to go up the stairs. Like, following them? Yeah. Um, they turn uh, to look at you. Fine. Sure. Are you trying to do this stealthily, or are you... No, I'm just trying to get back upstairs. Okay. Like, as far as I'm concerned, this person... Oh, I mean, I guess I don't want them to go up to where Venz is, so if I can distract them, that yeah. would be great. They have, like, an extremely dangerous vibe. Cool. Good. I'm having a very good day. So, like, just to remind you, they're, like, kind of shorter than you. They kind of turn, they've got this like golden mask that's kind of triangular. I think they're holding a weapon that looks a bit like the end of a grappling hook. And they turn to you and look you up and down and go like, you were with him. And now I'm here, on the stairs, with you. Are you one of them? One of who? I think like he begins to look you up and down and kind of like the, the whiskers kind of like start to come to point towards you. I don't like that at all. Do you do anything about it? Can't do much about his whiskers, can I? Are you just going to stand? Just going to stand. Does this person have divining rod whiskers? <laughs> I think so. Hmm. I, I think, like, he 
like the whiskers kind of like pull back and he looks at you and goes, you're not one of them. Who are you? Uh... Now's the time to give a big dramatic speech. <laughs> it's telling my life story. You get out of here. Well, it all started when I was born. Yeah, I, I think Belka is kind of just going to tilt their head to the side and say, that's complicated. Who are you? Terea all. And he just like turns and starts walking up the stairs, turning his back to you. Oh dear, can I grab him? <laughs> Do you want to? I don't want to, but I also don't want him to get to Ven's, so... Uh, you can make an attempt? I'm gonna grab him. Like, uh, are you trying to like inflict harm on him, or just like... No. It could be use force, which allows you to drive back, seize hold of something, or create an opportunity. I think it is. Yeah, I think I'm trying to create an opportunity for Vens to yeah. skedaddle. And I guess you're like quite physically prepared to hold this person back? Yeah, okay. I am, yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about it? Uh, um, not good. Not good. I mean, I don't know if Belka knows how they're feeling anymore. They just fell down several flights of a well. So, like, confused? Confused, yeah, which I guess is probably... Under scared? Yeah, it could be like scared or peaceful, depending on how you're... It's not peaceful, I can tell you that much. Okay. Oh! Oh. You're racking up the XP, though. Oh my god, that's a four. Oh no. I'm sorry, Vins. It's alright. I'm glad you didn't fall all the way down the well. (laughs) Oh no. I think as you walk up behind him, you don't even really get close. He kind of just spins round and hits you with this, like, hook. It catches you in the stomach. Oh! Uh, take two harm. Oh! Oh, gosh. Where are you at with wounds? I am one stab away from critical. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, like, it, it catches you, like... In the stomach, and he retracts it, mm. and like continues walking upstairs as you kind of fall to your knees. Oh! Do you try to get back up? Yes. Oh no! Yeah. My my friends. What are you doing this time? Oh, something different. <laughs> Do any of these chains like move, or are they just static? Yeah, like some of them move. I think. Okay. Could a person use them to drag themselves back up the stairs, I guess, is what I'm asking. Yeah. And I don't think you're that wounded yet, but yes, you could definitely use it to help you. I think I need some assistance. Okay. I'm going to drag myself back up with the chains. So you can, are you trying to catch up, or are you just like... I would like to catch up. I would like to get there before him, ideally. But... Okay. It's a very narrow stairway. Yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? Uh, so, Vens. Um, this spirit is... Uh, like sinks to her knees in front of you and like looks looks up at you and says what what did you do i borrowed something for a little while what is it that you want i didn't want any of this you attacked us i think aloma like pulls himself back up to his feet and goes this prisoner is under the jurisdiction of the satrapy of fertra oh, and shut you up. keep trying to interfere with that <laughs> and yeah, I, I think after he says that line, he does shut up. There is a little bit of fear in in his eyes. I'm here for Belka. Belka is worried about Tiller. You've obviously been taking too much from them. 
You can't keep doing this. The Remnant demands it. Oh, don't worry, I will speak to the Remnant. <laughs> like, she, she laughs and is like, you will not. What would the Remnant want with a snarl like you? Is this... Is this spirit a snarl? Or are they just... They're just a spirit. Okay. I think Venz just looks down at them and says, Well, they've already asked to see me once today. I'm sure they'll be asking again real soon. And I think Venz does just walk over to Tiller and starts to release them. I think as you walk past her, she says, Go on then, take them. We can't stop you. But don't think you'll get out alive with the Conclave here. They're here to stop you and your gang of snarls from getting that book. You're dead. I think at this point, Venz is just done talking to the ghosts. <laughs> He's probably helping Tiller up and taking them to the door. I think as you're kind of untying Tiller, as, as you start leading Tiller back towards the door, I think we get this moment where Terea all is walking up the stairs uh, towards an unaware Obil. And we see this from both sides. We see this from Venz's sides of like someone walking up behind Obil. We see this from Belka's side. I guess, Belka, you've got a chance to act before Terea reaches Obil. Alright, I guess I'm tackling Terea. You mean you could shout a warning? Oh yeah. <laughs> that is better for you, but you could okay. tackle as well. No, let's tackle. It's a bad decision. Okay. Though. That feels like it would give everyone more time. Uh, so this is maybe another use force? This is another use force. And how are you feeling? Oh, mad. I believe in your belts. You're going to do a big roll. going to roll mad because I hurt very much and everything is terrible. And that is... A big roll! <laughs> a big roll! Oh my god, what is that? Eleven. That's, a, that's an eleven. So, when you use force, roll. On a ten plus pick two, you suffer little harm, you inflict great harm, you drive back, seize hold of something, or create an opportunity. I would like to suffer little harm and create an opportunity. What, what's the opportunity? The opportunity, hopefully, is for Vence to notice that this person is here. And Obel not to... And for Obel not to get stabbed. So, I think we see Terea marching with purpose up the stairs towards Obel. As he gets close, he raises his hook, which has already tasted blood at least once today, and swings down towards the unaware monk. As he swings, we see you, Belka. Ignoring the wound in your stomach, you charge with astonishing speed at Terea's back, horns first. And as you connect, sending Terea sprawling and stopping his blow from landing, the entire library shakes. Another of the great rumbles comes from below. Cracks deepen on the walls, bookcases rock, and their contents left dangling from chains. At that same moment, from the bottom of the well, there comes a light, pinkish in colour, like cherry blossom and carrying with it the sound of distant singing. For a few moments it illuminates the entire place, and then, along with the rumbling, is gone.